before we start this episode, I want to ask you this. What is one thing new that you've learned this week? For me, it's celebrating the now, being grateful, and just loving. In life, it's important to keep on learning, to keep on moving, to keep on growing, to keep on sharing, to keep on searching, and to be the best in all that you do. And that's what Front Row is all about, helping you grow with some of the most phenomenal products. Front Row is in the business of changing lives. Contact an authorized Front Row distributor now. This podcast is also brought to you by Hygienics. With COVID-19 still being a threat to our everyday life, it is up to us to keep ourselves healthy and clean. Hygienics offers a wide array of products to help keep you germ-free throughout the day. Hashtag fight world germination with Hygienics. This podcast is also brought to you by AMA Online Education. OED allows you to enroll anytime. Start anytime, study anytime, flexi enrollment, flexi courses, flexi time. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Hi, I'm Boy Abunda. Welcome to my podcast. Who are you when no one is watching? My guest, Bella Padilla. Hi, Bell. Hi, the boy. How are you? Hello, <laughs> Bell. I always say it's a little different these days. When somebody asks you, Mustaka, how are you? That it was common. Parang to yeah. say, I'm good, I'm okay. Pero may parang yeah. meron akong two second pause. You, you feel that way too? Yeah, when people ask you how you are, they really want to know now how you are. Before, it was more of like a passing greeting of like, Kapstaka, because we're very used to that here in Manila. That's true. Uh, Dati, cursory, uh, you have to open your conversations with, Kapstaka, how are you? How are you doing? And then people would expect to say, I'm good, I'm fine, doing well. And then you go into a conversation and then you find out, uh, here's a story. Pero ngayon talaga, parang nakasanayan, especially with good friends. I mean, like you, mm-hmm. if it were another day and you were to say, how are you, Tito Boy? And if it's not good, I'm going to say, medyo alanganin ngayong araw. But today, uh, <laughs> praise God, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's Christmas, holiday season. What's going on in your mind? Ano ba, Tito Boy? Actually, I wrote a blog entry today. I haven't done that in a while. I have like a, a blog that I don't really publicize too much like i it doesn't bother me if one person reads it or if a thousand people read it like it's just there for whoever needs it and i was i had a little of a little bit of introspection today because this week has been so hard on me like this week tested my mental and my physical endurance so much that come today come sunday i decided to just rest the whole day that's why i was so ready when Mark called me a while ago. I texted me a while ago and said, Tito Boy is ready for you between 6 to 8. I was like, okay, I'm ready for Tito Boy too. Like, I didn't want to talk to you na ang dami kong iniisip and ang dami kong bit-bit because we don't deserve that. Like, we see each other so little now. And actually, we've seen each other 
like maybe once this year boy. so I'm happy na today. If you ask me also today, kung kamusta ako, I'm very much okay today. But if you had asked me yesterday, that would have been a different story. Okay, I want to go back to the entry that you did today about mm-hmm. uh, your your. Is that a blog? Is that a blog that you were yeah, talking about? Yeah, yes, yes. So since you talked about it, uh, I know your entry mode. What what did you talk about? What was your meditation? Your rumination? What was it about? The title of my entry today was Living in a Bubble. So um, I think that my brain is um, kind of already expecting the life I will live the next few weeks when I start living in a bubble, when we start working again. Because um, I didn't accept too much work this year. I didn't accept um, lock-in tapings because I've been preparing so much for this project that I'm about to do. Like I've been preparing for this for two years. Um, even if I had soaps before in movies, I would constantly revisit this project. So now that I finally got the green light and like the go signal to do it, I um, I feel like now the fear and the tension is slowly settling in. But I love that so much that I love you feeling Tito Boy when an airplane is about to take off. That's my favorite part of the journey and the rumble of like right before you fly off. I'm feeling it now. So I had to express it, I guess, in a blog post that, yeah, somehow I'm right now, I've been, and in the past few weeks, I've been living in a bubble. Um, It's like my safe zone. And in the coming days, I'm about to exit my bubble to try something new. So I think that's it. That's, That's what the blog post is mostly about. Yeah. And also, Bella, when you talk about planes taking off, that's also one of the most dangerous moments in flying, it I am is, told. Yeah. Do, you, uh, do you thrive in, in dangerous times? Do you, uh, do you actually appreciate the moment more? Because what I'm, I'm, I'm getting now, Bella, is when you wrote that blog, parang, I, I don't know what the word is, but you are, are you programming? Are you looking forward? Are you calculating because you're about to get into something that is uncertain, even dangerous? I think so, Tito Boy. Actually, I noticed I only write um, blogs when I'm really pushed to the limit. So I feel like um, like a couple of times I've written about being in the middle of work, like in the height of it all, that's when I write a blog post. Or... I remember writing a blog post when Mary Poppins came out because that was such a big influence to me as a child. So I was afraid to watch the remake because it would bring back so much to me as a person and as an adult now. So I remember writing a blog post the night I came home after watching um, Emily Blunt's version of Mary Poppins. So I feel like, yes, I, I do tend to write in that blog site when I'm pushed to the wall. I feel like maybe that's why I don't... Um, publicize it too much or I don't you know I don't tweet it I don't post it on my socials I just leave it there for whoever needs it and I often find that it is always found by people who actually need it right at that moment like I always get um, a heartful a heartfelt message after either on Instagram or I get a DM on Twitter like from people saying I needed that at exactly the right moment so I feel like these things um, or even words, or maybe even your podcast, Tito Boy. I feel like people stumble upon them when they need them.
Pels, what do you do when you are extremely, extremely busy? Before, I, I had no wiggle room. I had no option to do anything else but to soldier on. And you're right, Itoboy. You asked me earlier if I flourish more when I'm stressed out or when yeah. situations seem dangerous. And that's true. I remember doing three projects last year with maybe some of the most intense characters I've played to date. But that's when I felt like I was doing the job that I really love to do. Even if I had no sleep, even if I was hungry most of the time, and even if I was super mentally stressed out, um, those are the three of my top performances that I love the most. So um, I do love that excitement of will I make it or not? Like I'm, I'm always okay. um, pushed by that. So I don't know. They're that's that's a very weird driving force. <laughs> yeah. No, but. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, when you're very busy, how do you handle yourself? It's super funny, Tito. Yesterday, I got bad news after bad news after bad news the whole day. So I said, you know what? I can't do anything about this anymore. I tried as hard as I can to fix this. I'm going to take a nap. So I took a nap for like an hour. And I was uh, waking up by a phone call. And the first thing I heard when I answered the phone was, Bells, I'm so sorry, but I have very, very bad news for you. And I was like, you can't escape it. Like as much as you want to try to um, live in a different reality, you'll still have to face it somehow. So, when if you ask me like how I deal with um, days when I can't deal with life anymore, I don't. I I don't escape it. I try to fix it. But I think you know with age also, Tita Boy. I feel like since I, I mean, I feel like I've matured a bit more than than how I was before, I accept more now when I can't control things. So I'll try to fix it as much as I can. I'll call everyone I can. I very seldomly pull the friend card, but if I have to, to make something happen, I will do it. But when all else fails, I let it go. Because, I mean, it's not worth my time and my energy to keep on, you know, um, fixating over things that can't be fixed. Yeah, that, that's not just about acceptance, but that's also humility, surrendering to what is, after yeah. having done what you can. You know, yeah. what prevails in the end is what mm -hmm. is, because what is, is what should have been. And um, that process is humbling, but mm -hmm. it's also, how do you call that? It's invigorating to a certain extent when you look at your life. In, in, in that context, but you, you get angry. I get angry. People get angry. What makes you angry? And when you're angry, what do you do? I very, it's, it's hard to get me angry, but I, I know what my triggers are. My triggers okay. are, yeah, mahirap tito ba, I'm very, very patient. Like, feeling ko I might be a direct descendant of San Lorenzo Ruiz. Like, I might be. Or Jose Rosa. Like, I'm really such a martyr. As if I can take something, I will take it. But once I'm pissed off, like, I, I can't control that. <laughs> I don't have, um, like, a rage issue. I won't scream at you. I won't. I, I don't like confrontations, even up to this age. But when I'm mad, I think, um, and I know this from people I'm close to, like, my assistant, she's been with me for seven years i see it in her face when she knows that i'm mad because i go completely silent um and i get mad when people get their jobs wrong 
which is so wrong for me naman din. Like, I, I should have lower expectations. But the thing is, I try as much as possible to give 200% all the time. So when someone around me messes up, it ruins my whole, I don't know, my whole day. And it, it really, like, gets me off balance, I guess. And your whole equilibrium your whole equilibrium. But I, I think what I'm hearing from you, Bella, also is something that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, we want order. We want balance. Um, and when it is disrupted, it becomes a dilemma. So, what um, ko is to manage my expectations because like you, we are involved in a business that's not just uh, finance, but, uh, you know, uh, creative. And that's a very yeah. difficult mix. It's a very it difficult mix. Yeah. So we're um, using different yeah, parts of our brain. That, <laughs> correct. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> and when you impose certain expectations on others, uh, in the context of how you would do it, doon ako umpisa ang problema sa akin. Parang doon ako nakaka problema because um, the, the, the standards are very high. Lalo na. Uh, standards which are not expressed. You know, like yeah. for example, when you work with an assistant, oh, you have to realize mm -hmm. that this is an assistant. This is not boy. Yeah. This is not Bella. But you know, that's right. understandable because, but when you get angry, when you become very, very silent, I also have a friend who expresses anger uh, by being quiet, extremely silent, yes. you know. But after yeah. that, how, how so do you break hard, that? How do you It's so hard. Uh-uh. Oh, it's sempre medyo embarrassing Tito Boy if you went completely ice silent and then you just start talking again, right? So okay. I tend I, I kind of have to go to a different room first and then come back after. The thing about me though is I'll get really, really mad today and it's very rare, like I said. But give me a couple of minutes and I'm fine. I'm I know how to decompress. Like okay. just allow me to feel it and allow me to have the moment of that, you know, that rage inside. And then I'll deal with it on my own. Because I like to analyze things on my own. Like I like to figure out what went wrong. I don't want you to explain to me or give me excuses of what went wrong. I'd much rather think of it myself. Is it excuses for me or flimsy? Like, because um, I don't give excuses when I screw up. I say sorry. I, I noticed that about our culture also, Tito Boy. Like when something goes wrong here, and it was my dad who pointed out to me. When something goes wrong here, people laugh. Like, they think it's cute to laugh. But it's actually more proper to just outright say sorry because you did something wrong. Because I'm, I'm always first to admit when I do something wrong. This podcast is brought to you by Front Row. Front Row is in the business of changing lives. Contact an authorized Front Row distributor now. I wanted to go back into how you decompress and you're not wanting for someone to explain uh, why certain things went wrong. Um, I totally agree because, Alamo Bella, a couple of days ago, we, saw, we, we remembered Nana's passing, you know, ang bilis ng panahon, December 1, one year. Yeah, and tough, uh, one of the toughest lessons I learned, uh, and I wasn't able to identify this for a long, long time in my life, because I used to get bothered with people trying to express sympathies in different ways. Kasi ako magalang din ako, uh, alam ko yeah. naman ang intent, I know where these words are coming from. But I realized, right. and I want to share this with people, that when you condole, you don't have to explain, you just have to say, 
my deepest condolences or I, you have my love. But to actually, you know, uh, engage the, the, the grieving person in a conversation like, how did she die? Uh, it's okay yeah. because she's not in pain anymore. Yeah. That she's with God. Appreciated. I, I, I know where it's coming from. It's cultural. But mm -hmm. I, I think it has to be talked about that it does it doesn't it doesn't lighten. It doesn't uh, it doesn't comfort. It doesn't lighten the feeling of no, it doesn't. Simply yeah. uh, uh, you know, some friends would even say, if you need somebody to talk uh, to talk to, I'm here, that's okay. Yeah. But to actually ask questions like, uh, how old is she? Uh, that's okay, she's already old. Uh, she's not in yeah. pain anymore. Uh, when I was reflecting on now. it, uh, yeah. when I was re reflecting on it, sabi ko, ah, yung pala yung mga bagay that truly bothered me because not one of those words can console, can, yes. you, you know what I'm saying? Can so console you or can, yeah, or can, they, they actually exacerbate the pain. Kasi uulit-ulitin yeah, mo. Because, so, and you have to keep on thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, and then you relive the misery again. You, you, you relive that, that, that whole experience again of remembering that Nanai died in my arms, that, you know, etc. So I just wanted to share that, that thing after you said, about isa sa atin is a different way of expressing anger, grief, and then recovering, recovering yeah. and going back to, uh, to where you were, getting back on track. Iba -iba talaga. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh. But, you know, from, from anger, Bella, when you're joyful, I, I, I'm not even using the word happy, when you're truly joyful, uh, how do you express? Oh, when I'm joyful, I like to be out eating with people I'm close to. <laughs> food is my food is my um, if if that's even a language of love, it would be my language of love. Like I like to feed people when I'm happy while I'm eating food. Um, it's okay. funny because I constantly pretend to be on a diet. Like I constantly say, and I can't eat this. Like I'm on this <laughs> diet or whatever. But give me like 15 minutes in front of someone eating and I'll start digging in or I'll order my own thing. Like, um, <laughs> I, like I like conversations over food. It's, uh, it's very, that's what's comforting to me. Because I, like, especially recently, I've, I've been living alone now and I've been having my meals alone. Um, so when I do get that rare chance of eating with people, which is so rare because of the pandemic, but when it does happen, that's when I'm extra happy and extra joyful. Um, I also feel joyful mm. when I'm uh, when I'm on a break, like a real break, a holiday, and I have random conversations with people I just met because I feel like this is a perspective I would never have known before, or I probably won't come across it again. So I I like that feeling of I'm learning something new today. I, I enjoy that. I, I, mm -hmm. I totally appreciate that perspective. conversations Because again, building on uh, what you said, it is actually realizing that others think differently and discovering why they do so. And that your opinion is not uh, alone and that opinions of others are valid but uh, when you go into your sanctuary you realize ah oh oh, oh dito nga pala ako 
at ah kaya pala ganun. I ako I love that that whole journey that that experience of sometimes correcting myself based on yeah. hearing people talk about mm-hmm. a particular experience. Yeah. Ganda, diba? uh, uh-huh. uh, they happen during conversation. Be- Bella, mm-hmm. when in doubt, as a person, as an artist, what do you do? You know, Tito Boy, and I'm gonna be super straightforward about this, and I feel like people won't accept this or they won't, I don't know, it might be hard to listen to, but I'm right now at this age, and especially because of the pandemic, I'm done doubting myself. Like, I know what I can do. I know that when someone pays me to do a job, to act, I give more than what they pay me. Like, it's sulit na sulit. Like, I, and I make sure that that happens every single time. No matter if I come from a job the day before, or no matter if I'm going through something horrible, I'll come to set. I know my lines. I will do everything the best I could. I'm done doubting myself. And I say this because uh, I feel like we're very behind people, boy. Like, um, and it's sad. Like, in other countries, they're already fighting for equal pay. They're already fighting for different things, you know, in their industries, in their local entertainment industries. And yet us, we are still shamed when we don't uh, make Beso a reporter. Like, I'm sorry, these are such crude examples. But, you know, like, little things like that, and they make you feel like they'll ruin your career after. I feel like that's not fair because the job only asks us to act. And yet there are so many things attached to it. So there are so many factors already in our industry that make us doubt our capabilities and who we are as people. Also, we're always put in a box where we're all supposed to look alike. We're all supposed to have fair skin. We're all supposed to have doe eyes and dark hair, dark long dark hair. Um, so I don't want to live with that anymore, especially going through this quarantine. Like It has taken a year of my life that I will never get back. So moving forward, now I just want to work, like actually do the work. And I want the other people I work with to feel the same way. I don't want the unnecessary baggage that comes with working on a soap or a film of, you know, having to pretend that you and your leading man like each other because that's what's going to work for promos, you know, all that. I feel it's unnecessary. And if anything, it hinders you to do your job well because you always have that in the back of your mind. Do I actually have to like this guy to make our show work? Or do I need to impress i guess my director to this extent for him to give me more scenes like all these things if anything make you do your job make you make you perform less than you would if you had a relaxed working environment and i i remember um michelle williams in her i think it was i'm not sure if it's golden globes or oscars but she had a speech and she said if you treat um, a person and an actor right if you pay her right if you make her feel like her value is what it's supposed to be she'll give you a better performance so now that's just where I am I don't want to doubt myself anymore because there are already so many factors in the industry that let me doubt myself and that's not right so you know, moving forward I wish we can change the system um, I feel like it is slowly changing. Like now we have an actors' union that we didn't have before. Now we're only working 12 hours, whereas before we were working more than 30 hours. Things are changing. Times are changing. Um, and to whoever out there is listening and needs to hear this right now, you don't need to doubt yourself. 
Okay. You know what I'm listening? Uh, while I'm listening, I, I, I hear a discourse on uh, fundamentally power. I, I also watched that uh, acceptance speech of Michelle Williams. And um, Wasn't that amazing? It, it's funny because this is not just Bella exclusive to us. It was an amazing uh, speech. But, you know, this is not just a problem, well, not even a problem, but a challenge um, in the entertainment industry in our country. But I, I also remember a lot of comments after that speech that how many Meryl Streeps can there be in the world? That at yeah. 60, 70 can be a lead actor. So mm -hmm. a problem in Hollywood is a problem in Europe and it's still a problem yeah. here. Why? Because it was not to do with uh, culture, bravely, I would say religion, about uh, yeah. so many factors that have affected us uh, as, as people, as, as human beings, as artists. But ako, Bella, habang pinakikinggan kita, um, yes, uh, life, not just in our business, comes in phases, in seasons. And uh, you, you go through that stage when you have to kiss ass. Yeah, you have to kiss yeah. people you don't know. You, yeah. have to, uh, you have to smile even if you don't uh, feel like smiling. And, you know, but you, you get to a certain point when you say, uh, don't you consider yourself lucky? For example, today, you're able to say, Peter boy, I just want to work. Good for you because there is work. You know, yeah. um, there are a lot of exactly. other people who are just as talented and um, who are also dreaming to have work, but there is not enough work. So, and yeah. also, and I wanted to uh, get to a discussion about validation. You and I will agree on, um, we've reached that point in our lives when I don't need a voice to validate how great or a bad uh, uh, performance I just did. Uh, you know, I have my own mechanisms. I have my own, uh, I have my own uh, benchmarks, etc. But isn't this ironic that when we talk about validation, we are in a business that actually thrives in validation. Now that people yeah, watch a movie. we shine more. Yeah, we shine more when... Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's really ironic to me. Because as you grow in the industry and in this world, you become more sure about yourself, but you continue to live in a business that thrives in validation, but you're able to create that balance. But only, exactly. not, 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 not everybody is given the chance, you know? Yeah. Not everybody is given the chance mm -hmm. to say, I'm sorry, I know when I'm doing well or when I'm doing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Badly in a, in a certain moment. Yeah. Are you comfortable but, with your own contradictions? I am, but also Tito boy, just to go back on that, I think there's a way for you to get to this point. Um, I mean, I didn't get here. Just you know, I didn't zoom by and say, "Okay, I'm done with all of you. I'm just gonna work now." I've been in the industry for 13 years, but people have only known me for what, like five years. Like, I had so much rejections. I, my, the characters I played in the beginning, I could have been the tree at the back and nobody would have noticed me. I went to so many yeah. auditions where in line you would hear that the part was already casted, but they still want to see you. So you're bas you basically wasted your time and your gas and your emotions. And I went through all that. I, I met a couple of people along the way that are, I'm sorry to say, but scum of the earth. Like, you know, we can do without, but it's part of it. You have to meet these people. You have to go through these experiences. And actually, I notice now with the newer generation, and I worked with a couple of new actors in my last soap, 
they don't care, Tito Boy. Like, they didn't go through everything we went through before. And I'm sure you went through even more. They base their work now on their talent. Like, it's very equal. Lang. Like, I will do this amount of work because I'm this talented. We never had that before. We had, I have to talk to this person and hope he likes me so I can get this job. And then when I finally get the foot in the door, I have to impress 10 other people and then get my foot on other doors. So it was such a long process before. But I feel like the new generation now, they're on to something. It's, it's um, inspiring. I also somehow hope they have a bit of what we had before. Because that naman equals respect. Like what we went through before. I think we're more respectful as a generation because we know what we had to work through and we really met everyone from ground up. So it's it's a nice perspective on both ages. Um, but when you talk about contradictions, Tito Boy, uh, and like I said, you can get to this point. You work hard. You study. Keep on studying. I mean, there are constant releases of books on acting. You can watch, you know, performances online. There are so many webinars about you know, how to improve your acting. We, we don't even have the processes that other countries have. Like, we don't prepare monologues. We don't have auditions anymore. But if we did, that would be amazing because it would level the playing field. But since we don't, and we're all privileged already to somehow be positioned in a way where you keep on getting jobs, at least do your part and make sure that when people pay you to act, you can actually act. You know, like, get, um, get knowledge in whatever industry mm. you're in. Um, ask people. Like, I I consider you one of my mentors, Tito Boy. Like, when I'm unsure of something or when I feel like... I remember when I wrote a script, I asked if you would kindly read it for me. Like, uh, I have people that I look up to and I make sure that I touch base with them all the time because you are the people that center me and, you know, place my feet back on the ground. So... There is a way to get to a point where you say, I just want to work. And that's when you know you can actually work. So prepare. I, I, I always say this in interviews that I don't believe in luck, but I believe in preparing for when the big opportunity comes. Because imagine if like the role of your dreams finally came, but you don't know how to tackle it or you're just not prepared for it physically, mentally. That's such a waste because it will obviously go to the 800 other people waiting in line for it. So I believe in always preparing for the next big thing that's going to come in your life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, when preparation is aligned to what you've always wanted or what your heart has always desired for, then that's what it is about. Bella Kanina, you mentioned about acting. Um, mm -hmm. Now that you're yes. about to direct your first film, um, where are you as an actor? Are you the kind of actor? And how are you going to be different as an actor and a director? Are you the kind of actor who performs the line in front of you? Are you the kind of actor who goes back to the character and gets to know the character's uh, history, background, etc.? Are you the kind of actor that combines that and the moment? And how are you going to handle your actors as a director? Saanka. Okay. <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, when I'm unsure, I touch base with people who are sure. So like for this project, I asked um, Derek Irene Villamore to be my creative producer and creative director. And that's because the maybe the top 
three films that I love that I did are directed and written by Derek Irene Villimore. So she probably knows me more than any other director. I would love to think that I'm her muse, but maybe not. We we can ask her another time. But like um I trust her her vision so much when she creates movies. And I would hope like if I could only emulate her, like half of her, then I would be happy with this project I'm about to do. Um when you ask about acting style, Tito Boy, um, I used to draw from, and I think this happens to newer actors often, I used to draw from real-life experiences. But then that gets old because you move on. You move on from the hardships you go through in life. So then, you know, if you have to cry for a scene and you tap an old experience, how would you if you've moved on from it? So I now am comfortable in just being in the moment. Um, I react to my surroundings. Like this works a lot, especially like if you're doing an MMK episode, and you know um, they bring you to a location super far, and you're living in a house that the character would live in, and the furniture is fit for the character's furniture talaga dapat. Um, that already affects me a lot. And then when my co-actor is generous, or when my co-actor hits the spot, like for him that inspires me a lot and that pushes me to react well. Like, I feel like, and I've been told this before, I am a reacting actress. I react very much to my surroundings and my co-actor. So I think that's my strength. Um, I, my weakness is, um, and this has been my weakness in my last like three or four soaps. If I have to do an intimate scene, I get all weird. Like, I turn into a turtle. Um, it's so weird, Tito Boy. Like, um, when Tony Labruska and I had to see... I do, but in a very odd way. Okay. Like, everyone on set, set senses the awkwardness from me. So it becomes a joke. Like, when Tony and I did Sino May Sala, Tony had just finished Glorious. And we had all seen the trailer of Glorious, like, where he gloriously kissed. Miss Angel Aquino. So I was leading up to that like the whole day. They were all teasing me. Nah, this guy just did Gloria, so you better up your game. And our scene was so simple. I just had to sit on his lap. And Tito Boy, I kid you not, I made his lap a slide. I slid off and ended on the floor. Like it was so embarrassing. The cameramen were laughing at me. My director was laughing at me. Like Direct Dan said, I just made you cry the whole day and you hit everything. But it was super simple. You just have to sit on his lap. And it turned out so bad. We have to do it again. So that's my weakness. And I acknowledge that. Like, I know it. So, um, Which is why probably I'm not given too many films where love scenes are required. Because um, it's not me. And um, But I'll be happy to eventually learn that. Maybe when I grow a bit older, I'll get it. Um, handling actors um, in this project, I think, will be easy because we got two of the best actors for me. I consider them two of the best actors in our current um, pool of actors. And I'm very excited to work with them again. For two okay, so I'm working Tito Boy with JC Santos and Zanjo Marudo. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this film. It's quite interesting because. Sometimes actors who go into direction uh, do not necessarily practice 
what they've always wanted to be given the chance to direct one day. I've read, right. you know, I've read a lot of uh, narratives on this, and that would be exciting, Bella, to watch in the next few months. But I wish you the best. Pero para hindi manghulang ating mga, you know, people who are eavesdropping at this conversation, talk about a movie <laughs> that you're going to okay. produce, act in, because that's really, <laughs> really. Go ahead. Thank you, thank you, Tita Boy. Um, so the movie is called Three Six Six. This has been—I've been, I, I've been um, preparing this film for two years, uh, and I was set to show it this year, 2020, because we have 366 days this year. Um, but I think it's so—it's still okay if we show it next year. It's very clear, naman in the script, why I chose Three Six Six. Basically, I want to challenge the viewers to believe that. A person can fall in love in 365 days, but also a person can forget and fall out of love in 365 days. Of course, this is all fictional and a work of my bored brain, but uh, yeah, I feel like there is a limit to loving a person and there's a limit to holding back from loving a person. So in my case and in this script, it's 365 and 366 days. I want to understand that more. When you talk about uh, the limit to loving, uh, falling out of love, what do you mean by limit? Um, well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to heartache. We know what it's like to be put in a situation where we have to stop loving a person. And sometimes that's not our call completely. Sometimes, you know, the other person just decides to walk away. So what do you do with yourself, right? Like, until when are you going to keep on loving someone but without receiving anything in return? Um, so the movie will touch a lot about that. We'll touch, about, we'll touch that topic a lot because the movie is actually about death and moving on from death and finding love after death. So um, until when can you stop loving? Until when can you hinder yourself? from loving somebody until when can you decide that you're not ready to move on like i'm sure it's it's a very human thing to try and hold on to something and to try and hold on to memory especially when they're happy and if, you know it's both not your fault that you have to stop loving someone so you and tito boy mostly it's the ideas around that yeah but bella can you actually can you actually love someone, a, a person who doesn't love you? Can you actually tell yourself to stop loving someone? Can you actually fall in love with someone who, who does not love you? I mean, th th these are questions that uh, not just need to be answered by your film, but we, we, we need, uh, we, we contend with, we, we are yeah. faced with. It, right? It's a daily thing, yeah. <laughs> questions around love so and this is also interesting because just the story about death love and what is exciting is uh, how you're going to work with uh JC and Zanjo, who were co-actors in uh, a lot of materials that you did in the past. So we look forward to watching you here. 
Thank you, thank you. There are no intimate scenes. Very, very little. Very, very little. And they're gonna be <laughs> as, as tastefully shot as possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to go to your uh, point about you not being comfortable about uh, love scenes. And I, I totally understand that. Uh, I totally understand that. Is this the beginning of a career as a director? Or are you going to be listening to the moment? I'm ride the tide and just see where this brings you? I think I'm more of a ride the tide kind of girl. We'll see Tito Boy after this. I mean, this was offered um, a couple of years back. The offer to direct. It could have been any other material. But I, I wasn't comfortable, I guess, with the first few scripts that I created so I ended up giving them to other people um, but this time I can't see anyone else directing this script so I'm really just jumping in like full-on um, but yeah after I don't know yet Tito Boy because I know like I have a couple of movies lined up where I have to act again like just act so I'm happy to do that also I, I also like um, working with different directors so that doesn't bother me too much. But next year is a big question mark for me. Like I said, um, um, because of the pandemic, I had a lot of realizations. Like Derek, Irene, and I had a couple of serious talks. Na parang, um, you have to be careful now what you do next, like based on projects. Because what if another pandemic falls and you know you lose another year of your life? And knock on wood that that happens. But it could happen, you know, be, like it, this year, if anything, showed us how much life can just play with us. So I want to be careful now with the voice I was given. So I want to choose projects that now really represent me. Maintaining a clear mind and a clean body is essential in our day-to-day -day lives. Hygienics has the right product for the everyday you. Always on the go, Hygienics Alcohol is a non-drying solution to keep your hands constantly clean and soft. Want a deeper clean? Hygienics Germ Kill Soap not only kills germs, but it is also offered in various refreshing scents. With all the worries present each day, cleanliness should not be one of them. Hashtag Fight World Germination with Hygienics. I've also had uh, conversations with a couple of friends about being careful uh, on the materials that we're going to do after this pandemic. I just finished the book of Meryl Streep and both books, acting books, mm -hmm. and I did Judy Dench. And the common experience is that, you know, when, when, when you great actresses do a certain material, uh, it's always the message to the brain that says um, you have to be careful because you have built a body of work. The warning, yeah. the warning is actually not too careful uh, not to allow yeah. you to commit mistakes because yeah. the mistakes that you're going to commit and Mary, Mary even talks about the flops and the bad materials mm -hmm. she did after yeah. great films that made her, that strengthened, uh, that strengthened her persona as an actor, moving back, yeah. moving forward, etc. Because when you are too careful, again, we were starting to talk about, you know, that uncertain moment, that dangerous moment uh, when you yeah, don't know what's going to happen. Off. Never, yeah. never, never lose that. <laughs> oh, I love that, yeah. Tito Boy. Actually, I, 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 when I, I, see... I, I went through that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Tito Boy. No, no, and I, I also said that because I'm at a point in my career when I wanted to be very careful. You know, I, I, I just saw the Oprah-Obama interview while Obama was on hologram. 
I've been watching mm -hmm. a lot of uh, Drew Barrymore's yeah. talk shows. Yeah. The landscape is totally So, uh, you know, my friend was saying, sabi ko, I mean, you have Letterman on Netflix that, of course, started even before the yeah. pandemic. So, a lot of things are happening in the talk, yeah, on the talk show. Yeah. On. I think I'm a little right to be careful to choose my materials. Not too much. I mean, you have to allow yeah. yourself to commit no mistakes because now you will have a better understanding of your mistakes. Uh, you will be able to use this mistake not the way. You, you used them because you were not even aware of the mistakes and how they helped you in the beginning of your career as opposed to now when you commit a bad material you say okay this is what it was all about and this is where I can go I just wanted to mention yeah. that yeah that's that's so right Tito Bayan. I completely agree in fact when I said I'll be careful now it was more careful with how I spend the time in my life not careful to choose risky material it's more of I don't want to lose time now because of the pandemic. In fact, I was actually offered the role this year for TV Tito Boy. Na parang the role was, and it was a very meaty role, um, but it was a mom who loses her child on the first week of the show. And I already said, I said no to my team, to my management. Um, so they, the production tried to call me. We had a Zoom call. I remember I was in La Union with my family. And they called me and said, Okay lang belts, don't worry about it kasi by Friday makikidnap na 'yung anak mo. So hindi na kayo magkasama, hindi naman siya mukhang mother role. And I was like that's not my concern. Also first of all, if you kidnap a child, the mother will now constantly look for that child. You know, yung life's mission niya to find her child. So I will cry and cry and cry about my missing child. Even if sa week 1 pa lang wala na siya. Doesn't matter. That's where my world will will revolve. So I asked them, I asked, why can't female characters on TV now cry for themselves? Why do we constantly cry for a mom, a child na nawawala, a diary na seven years nang hinahanap? Why can't we start crying for issues that we have? Because we have issues. Like, I, I had a lot of questions this pandemic. So, yun, I didn't want to waste months of my life doing something that I wasn't comfortable with because I didn't believe. The material, it was beautifully written though, Tito Boy. I read the script, it was amazing. It's just, I couldn't see myself doing it anymore. And as hard as it was for me to let go of the project, I did because now I want to work on things that might make people think twice or, alam yun, parang something different, Tito Boy. So actually, next year, I'm considering doing more of projects and work that I've never done before. Because yun nga, if this year has taught me anything, it's sometimes you can't get time back. So I don't want to do roles that I've done before and I don't want to do projects that we've seen over and over. So you're completely right about that. Okay. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. No, and it is really inspiring, Bells, because when you talk about struggles, when you talk about uh, this one, I mean, making a point about the roles that you want to do. And it's totally empowering for young women to say, ah, okay, pwede pala talaga pag-aralan, pag-isipan ang mga bagay na ito. Naalala ko lang because, uh, sabi ko nga sa'yo, during the pandemic, I also got into a lot of reading about uh, industries, like for example, acting. I mean, you know, I'm not into acting, but I want to understand more the life of uh, an mm -hmm. actor, for example. Hindi yeah. ko alam, Bella, na si Meryl Streep pala was brought to audition for the King Kong, uh, who was an uh, actress? Jessica Lam's role, 
I didn't know yeah, that you were brought in. They, I didn't know. Yeah, and, they declined their. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I read about that. Ugly. They did. They said yeah, she wasn't I mean, pretty enough her, for their role. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, Mariel is very open about that because I also saw a media interview of her. But using that, now with so much humor and humility, and. I but know. in the beginning, she says uh, it now know, like a funny then, thing. Yeah. Yes. When mm -hmm. after that happened, it totally destroyed her self-esteem of, uh, mm -hmm. do I really look so bad? Do I really deserve? Yeah. So, um, again, that's a lesson for many of us to be very careful with how we try to validate yeah. others, especially yes. when we are not asked <laughs> to do yes. so. Yes. I, I just yes. remember that story. And I, I, I thought it was really, sabi ko nga, napaka-inspiring napaka pala ng kwento rin ng babae. Uh, the, the woman uh, na kinaiinggitan ng lahat ng babae sa Hollywood because he's still kind of... Dami niyan. Yeah, pero ang dami niyan pinagdaan. Pero there's another thing about uh, street uh, story. It's really quite interesting. Pagkahaba-haba ng kanyang karera, pagkagaling-galing niyang artista, but there is one critic who's never appreciated her work. A critic who is respected in Hollywood, you know, but uh, wala siyang ginawa from the time she did, what was the first movie with, uh, uh, no, no, not Kramer, e even before that. Uh, I'm thinking that? Death Becomes Her, pero ba after Kramer uh, na uh, Much before. Yeah. Uh, um, well, anyway, uh, from the very first film she did, because she came from Broadway, I realized, yeah. she, no, yeah, she came from Broadway. Um, there was this critic in Hollywood never said a good word about her. Uh, Meryl says, I need to be validated by anybody, but it can be bothersome. Mm -hmm. You have that experience that, you know, you, you, you do the best you can, and it doesn't have to be a critic, somebody in your life, uh, a cousin, a mother, yeah. you know, uh, a sister, who has not shown any appreciation for anything and everything that you've done. Um, parang wala naman dito boy. Wala I don't naman. know naman. Yeah. I mean, my mom is very critical of me, but it comes from a good place. Like, it's not because she doesn't love me or it's not because she thinks my work is bad, but it's her generation. Like, she grew up na women have to look like Coca-Cola bottles and she was that. Like, she's much prettier um, than I am when she was this age and I accept that fully. So, when I say she's critical of me, it's more of she wants me to look good all the time. Because I'm very, I grew up very tomboyish, tito boy. Like, I like wearing sneakers, I like wearing jeans, and you know, whatever t shirt I could pull. Whereas when I was young and she was still dressing me up, I would wear terno all the time. Like, terno top and skirt with stockings and like shoes with flowers. In Manila, tito boy, naka stockings ako. Tapos lagi may ribbon. Yung, she really brought me up. Making people think that this kid is a doll, yung parang na kind of weird, um, but I get it because I mean I'm her only daughter and like my my gap with my brother is nine years, so ano na ako eh, parang bunsung bunsu talaga. So I understand that and I understand where she's coming from now when she says because I notice every time I see her, it's always you're too thin or you're too fat. You're too tan or you've become too pale. Like you've never just hit the mark, but and that's okay to me now. Like, nung bata ako, medyo, sometimes it would rub me off the wrong way or nasasaktan ako. But 
now that I'm older, I can just like laugh it off or I'll tell her why I'm too tan. I'll be like, well, I was at the beach. Or if I'm too pale, I'll say, well, there's been a quarantine and we've been all locked in. So I know how to defend myself now. But So she's that in my life. But um, I don't take it badly. In fact, um, all my jobs, and I think I've told you this before, Tito Boy, all my jobs, before yeah. I accept the script, I always think, can my mom watch the premiere night? If it's something that she'll walk out of in the middle of the premiere, I won't take it. Because I feel like I do my job for my parents still. Uh, I At the end of the day, I still want to make them proud. Um, and that's my core. Um, I'm still very much afraid of my mom. I mean, I grew up in the generation that uh, you can see and yung kinukurot ka ng pinong-pino na mahaba yung kuko nila. So, sugat-sugat yung dito mo. So, I grew up in that generation. So, I I have a fear in my mom that's so great na parang it feels like she might turn into Godzilla anytime. That's my mom. And that's me. So, <laughs> yeah. I think we should not lose that. Uh, in a different yeah. level, uh, Bella, we just, sabi ko, remembered Nanay's passing. And then I have this friend who said, uh, among my so many friends, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, do not lose the pain. Do not lose the yeah. missing nanay. Because that mm-hmm. pain connected to her. That got me thinking. I've been trying to overcome the pain, but I also don't want to lose it because this is the kind of pain that connects me to my nanay, who was, yeah. still is, the center of my life, the center of my universe. I mean, it's, she's my moral good. compass. Will, will she yeah. be proud of me? Yeah, it's your last great fun. Yes, the boy. Yes. Uh-oh. No, but um, talking about moms, you introduce uh, boyfriends to mommy? Oh, yeah. Um, Do you need a mom of mommy? Yes, yes, Tito Boy. In fact, up until my last boyfriend, um, they have to text my mom to be able to ask me out on a date. That's, that's a golden rule in our house. So my first date is always approved by my mom. So I can't go out if hindi nagreply ng mommy ko ng yes or no. Um, and that process is hard because now she'll ask me to check to show her their Instagram account or you know their socials to see what they look like, what they do, and hobbies nila. So um, it's tricky. Well, my boyfriend now has never met my mom only because he lives so far away, and I met him because um, coincidentally, like I I met him after filming Meet Me in St. Gallen. So, um, he w- he didn't go through the process of the first text of my mom for the first date. But if he ever comes to the Philippines, then I'm sure he would have to do that. But listen, Bella, but mom asks about, uh, can I name him, please? Yeah, um, yeah my boyfriend's name is, yeah. yes, his, yeah, Norman. Um, she does. She's always very interested. Have um, they spoken uh, to each other via phone or whatever? Yes. Um, actually, it was a what do you call it? A WhatsApp video call. So they've seen each other. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, which is but cute either way. Okay, naman. Well, sabi niya sa akin nung pinatay yung phone kamo kado ni Harry Styles. So sabi niya, I guess happy ka kasi kamo kani Harry Styles. Kasi alam niya fan na fan ako ni Harry Styles. But um, <laughs> which is funny when I think about it. But I I like that process because now I feel like. And I don't know if this is wrong or not, but when you introduce someone to their family, to your family, they now have an extra accountability for you. But it won't be too easy now for them to hurt you or, you know, to 
to leave you um, because they are now also attached to your family. I don't know if that's a Filipino thing and I don't know if that's right, but I like that. I like that feeling of my mom gives me a layer of protection in the sense that na-meet, ka na, na-meet na nila yung mommy mo eh. So parang hindi ka na nila pwedeng loko-lokohin lang. Alam mo yun. Ito, eh. Parang it's, it's an extra... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but I also like the idea of family being involved in that way, uh, yeah. of uh, of families being involved in a good way, in a good way mm-hmm. with relationships. Yeah. Because it adds a certain kind of layer. It gives it yeah. uh, gives it respect. Gives it you know uh, a bigger love. I I, I love that it idea. Does it does. Also, Tito Boy, we don't constantly explain ourselves, especially as we get older. We tend to keep more to ourselves, right? So when you have the family factor in, they now don't have to guess around. They can ask, you know, they can ask your family members, like, is she okay? Is she, what's she thinking right now? Because you won't constantly say, I'm not okay right now. I have a headache right now. Like, you won't constantly rant. Eh. Um, and yun nga, as you get older pa, mas kinikim-kim mo na, mas hindi ka na nagsasabi. So, um, now they don't have to keep on guessing because that's also unfair to you know whoever right. you love, whoever you're dating. Um, and I'm blessed because I I yeah. actually met. Yes, sorry, to the boy. No, go ahead. You actually met. I, I I met Norman's family the first time I was in Switzerland. Also by, parang um, a big twist of fate because when I was in Switzerland to shoot Meet Me in Saint Gallen. Um, I was supposed to go on a Euro trip with Derek Irene, but her visa, the extension of her visa didn't come out. So I was left in Europe alone. And we finished filming on December 18th. My, my ticket back was on January 2. And I was thinking, should I rebook it or should I just stay here for Christmas since my family won't celebrate naman? I, deci- I decided to stay. Um, so I met Norman on the last shooting day, on the 18th. And then he texted me again on Christmas asking me, parang not sure not sure when, 24, asking me if I was still in the area and where I was celebrating Christmas because the, the people who I met in Switzerland knew that I was alone. Now. So he said, like, he said something to the effect of people shouldn't be alone on Christmas, so you're welcome to join us. And being the person that I am, I just said, okay, I'll come over. Like, I took the first train there, like, uh, na. And then I met this whole family, but we were just friends. So it's nice because there's no pressure on both ends. And I'm super close right. to his mom and his sister, and they're very nice. So I'm happy about that. Uh, is he an actor? Hello? No, Tito Boy. Actually, he studied economics and he works for a bank right oh. now. Mm-hmm. How, why did you meet uh, in St. Gallen? Um, we had a cast party in because we finished filming at around like 9 p.m. Um, and at this time, major winter yun eh. Alam ko nags snow that day. Carlo and I were shooting in the middle of like a snowstorm in the evening, so people would really just hide in bars. So the restaurant where we were, where we had our cast party, we couldn't afford to close down the whole thing, so they would let people in for it. So yeah, he was there with his friend. Shabra bilang pinang hindi namin pinang close down yung restaurant. That's yun. They, they eventually joined their group. and So he's met everyone. He's met Derek Irene, he's met Pao, Carlo, everyone who flew to St. Gallen. Yeah. 
Okay, so he is uh, an economist. Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> he works for a bank, Peter Boy, but um, and we've been constantly talking about this. But I think his dream eventually is to work for something like the UN or you know something in that line. So I don't okay. know what his plan next year is, but yeah. Would he travel to Turkey when you're there? He went when, when I was there for my ocular Tito Boy, um, when I had to look for locations. And I don't know yet if he's going in January because he, I think he finished up his holidays already, like in leave days. Yeah. So I don't know if by January he's going to be busy. When he gets here, let's do dinner. <laughs> yes, Tito Boy. I've been telling him to come over. And he, he loves the ocean very much. So sabi ko come to the Philippines like we have really okay. nice beaches. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But aside from the film, let's talk about uh, the, the the beauty products. You know, we talked about. Oh it. yes, um, yes, Tito Boy. You thank have you, this thank beauty you. thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, in the middle of the what, pandemic. What it? Yeah, it's called Brightery, Tito Boy. We released. Well, I released the skincare line with my Korean partners. Um. Uh, a couple of months ago. Um right before I left for Turkey, actually. Um, I think because we've constantly been um, hooked to anything Korean recently, like in, in recent years, you know, their TV shows, their food, everything, um, how they dress, how they talk. Um, but personally, what I love the most when I binge watch Korean dramas is their skin. Like, they have such beautiful, flawless skin. So I wanted to bring that here and give it to the market in a friendly rate, like in a friendly price, so that they too can achieve the glass skin that we see in K-drama. So that was the idea behind it. Yeah, it is pretty exciting. And um, who, who takes care of the business side? I mean, uh, how, how are you going to manage when you're doing a film, you have your business and... I know. Um, well, I'm still... I'm still quite hands-on, Tito Boy. Like, I like, um, they're very transparent. That's what I love about working with my Korean partners. Everything we talk about every day. Um, and alam nila, when I'm working, when I'm doing something else, I'll reply the next day. They're very kind about that. Um, but yeah, they're very transparent. So I see everything that's happening. Um, but I let them take care of operations because the partners I'm working with, Tito Boy, they've, produced several beauty products in the last decade that are hits all over Asia, like Posar X, and they manage skin food. Um, the lab where we created Brightery is an ISO certified lab in Korea, so it meets all the international standards. Um, we put together ingredients that have never been put together before in serums and creams because sometimes they'll just give you one. Like, um, if your serum concentrates on glutathione, that's mostly what they put in there. But we put all the good stuff in, um, in a, yun nga, like I said, in a very friendly place. Yeah, and you come from an experience where you have a lot, the yung anim, uh, itong bote, etc. And with this regimen, yes, you talk about mm -hmm. just, you know, just two products, right? Yes, Tito Boy, we only released two products because we found a way, like I said kanina, we put all the good stuff in, but you don't have to buy several things. Um, 
were also trying to be as practical as possible because I wanted a brand that represents me a lot. And that's how I am as a person. I'm very on the go. Um, so I need products that can be on the go with me, can work with me when I'm doing seven things at the same time. And having seven toners and moisturizers and creams does not, you know, help that lifestyle. So I wanted two things that I could carry around. Our packaging is super perfect. Like it's um, it's travel size. You can dump it in your bag, in your car, anywhere. Um, we want to simplify people's lives. Because like I said, if, like, if this pandemic has taught us anything, we now appreciate time with our family. We now appreciate time we give ourselves. So even that 10 to 15 minutes you would waste on waiting for your creams to dry to apply the next one, we simplified that so you have more time for your life and for everything else. Ang ganda ng um, slogan, Gla- glass skin <laughs> that glows like snow. I know. <laughs> Kasi Tito Boy, when I met them, I was filming um, a movie in Korea and I was in this mountain, a ski resort, where they shot Winter Sonata and Goblin. And uh, it was a ski resort wow. and the snow was so, so white, like blindingly white. And um, so we were discussing the what products we would release during winter in Korea. So I think that inspired them most. Um, but more than anything, it it's um, to give people glass skin not it's not meant to change your skin color I'm all for loving your natural skin color it doesn't make you unnaturally white when you're not supposed to be unnaturally white it just enhances the beauty you really have that's what I love about it so much were you involved in the formulation of uh, the beauty products honestly formulation not so much boy, because I I don't like the metal and things I don't know but so Tell them what you want. Um, my first non-negotiable was, yeah, I don't want this to be another whitening product because we okay. don't need that in the world. We shouldn't force people to think they should be white. Like that's not a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. So okay. that was my non-negotiable. So I said, if we're gonna create something, let's just create something that will enhance their skin. And I explained to them like the climate here in the Philippines, what the normal skin type is here, which is combination skin to oily skin. So we need products that dry up um, the the natural oils that we have to, you know, get through the day na you feel fresh and light. So you and Tito Boy, um, I love that they catered to our to our skin type. And the result is achieving something close to what beautiful Korean skin is like. A lot of people eavesdropping in this conversation have a lot of questions now. <laughs> Number one, where can the product available now in the market? Yes, Tito Boy. Um, right now, we're exclusively avail- available on Shopee. Um, soon, we are launching in other platforms and we're working on international shipping right now. Kasi super, super nakakatuwa, Tito Boy. Ang dami nag-e-email sa amin na OFWs who want to try it. Kasi yun nga, it's, it's cheaper than most serums. Um, and yet, we've, we've been posting a lot of testimonials kasi on our socials, on Brightery's socials. And We've seen girls who've been experiencing mask need during the quarantine and after a week of using her serum, their pimples dried up. So now we're getting so much inquiries from our kababayans who live in the States and Canada and they want us to ship there. So we're working on international shipping right now in Dubai. Um, also, what I'm super happy about with this product is so many guys are buying it. 
and they've been posting oh. it on TikTok and on Instagram. Yeah, it's so cute to buy this. I think men now, because of the quarantine, have started to appreciate self-care and self-love. And right. they don't know how much of a turn-on that is to women. Now, they take care of their skin. I love that. I love that idea na, alam mo yun, they want to look good now too. Because girls, and, well, when you go out on a date, women go through so many steps to look beautiful. You know, they shave their legs, they, they cleanse their face, they wash their hair twice, they blow dry their hair, they curl it, they put on makeup, they pick the perfect outfit. And then your boyfriend comes in like a flannel shirt and jeans. But now, they actually do skincare. So I'm super killing. I'm super killing by that thought na men are using beauty products now. And that's amazing. They deserve to be beautiful. This podcast is also brought to you by AMA Online Education. Study at your own pace, place, and time. Perfect for those who are working but want to go back to school. Nicest thing is whatever subjects you have taken previously can be evaluated and credited. Bella, we started this conversation uh, with you telling us about your blog. Saan ba mababasa ang blog mo? Well, it's on WordPress, Tito Boy. Is it published? Yes, it's public. I just don't tweet about it or I don't post it on Instagram. But it's on WordPress. And my name on WordPress is Overthink Queen. So instead of overthinking, I overthink queen. Okay. Overthinking. Because I'm sure a lot of people would be asking, Anyway, just close this conversation, Bella. First of all, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for uh, your time. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your friendship. Um, but uh, just a series of questions. At this point in your life, what do you know about love? I'd like to say nothing and everything. I know how to love completely, but I don't know what it will give me and what it will take for me tomorrow. So nothing and everything. Kung ulam si Norman, ano siya at bakit? <laughs> ano ba? Um, shocks, ang hirap ng tanong, Tita Boy. Mas madali pa yung ano, what do you know about love? <laughs> Kung ulam si Norman, I think Rocklet. I think Rocklet. Norman is a person that you are meant to enjoy slowly. And it takes time. Kasi he will surprise you more and He's already amazing the first time you meet him or the first time you talk to him, but it gets even better. Like, um, there's just so many things he knows. Like, Tito Boy, before we did our Zoom call, we were talking kanina on WhatsApp, and he was explaining to me the difference of the ink that a squid squirts out and an octopus and why they're important in the ecosystem. And I was just like, I am really having this conversation on a Sunday. Like, it's so funny to me. That's interesting. What is the difference? We, we don't to be know. completely honest, Tita Boy, I was doing my makeup for our Zoom call and I was brushing my hair. So I didn't listen 100%. But because I was saying, because the ink from our ball pens. Ask him again yeah. because you have to share that. Okay. With no, I cannot, I cannot, Tita Boy, because he will know that I didn't listen. No, but. <laughs> no, the thing is, Tito Boy, kasi kanina, we were discussing, yung, yung ink ba ng ball pen, nakuha yung idea from, from squid ink. So I said, it's probably from plants or like in natural dyes that they use to color clothes. So he had to research it and he got back to me. 
to explain that paint and ink actually does come from squid ink. Like, it became a whole thing. So, um, but yeah, and then he started discussing the difference of octopus ink and squid ink. But that part, I just zoned off already. But yeah, it started funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I hold this course on uh, ink. Um, in 2020, there's a nice one I posted here in my house. Um, the title of this one on the right is Metaphor, the Metaphor of the Morning. And it says, basically, um, so the one on the left is called a, prescript, a Prescription for a Happy Sort of Melancholy. And that, I think, described me before when I was living my life pre-pandemic. It was a happy sort of melancholy. I was so happy every day, but my job required me to just constantly cry and die over and over again. But it was always a happy sort of melancholy for me. But now, I have the metaphor of the morning. Um, days are still very uncertain to me, Tito Boy, because we don't, none of us know when this is going to end. None of us know when we're going to go back to normal right. or if we are and if we should even go back to that normal but and that so for me metaphor of the morning parang you don't know if if your days are real if you're floating if your existence is worth anything at the moment but every morning that we do get is such a blessing because i mean this whole pandemic parang focused so much on how fragile our lives are and just a while ago i i found out that one of my friends is covid positive so you don't know when you're going to get hit, if you're going to get hit. Parang no amount of being safe anymore can secure you. I mean, that friend of mine, she does the whole shebang, you know, alcohol everywhere, face mask, face shield, she hardly goes out. But yun nga, there's a beauty in that. There's a beauty in waking up tomorrow. And somehow you forget that you're in the middle of a pandemic. And yet, as the day goes on, you start to realize you're still locked in. You know, you can't enter malls now without looking like an alien. Um, I love that. I love that crazy mix that we're going through right now. It's mm-hmm. it's very different. Also, it's, I think, you know, this is such a story to tell 30 years from now to our kids or grandkids that, yeah, I lived through a pandemic. I, I experienced a global pandemic and I survived it, fingers crossed. We will. Bella, what are you wearing when no one is watching? Um... I am a Lola at home. I like pajamas. I like things that are comforting. So, to be very, very honest, like, I only showered because we had a Zoom call today. Um, if not, I would have been in pajamas maybe up to now. I like kasi showering at night. You know? I like sleeping. Um, I'm so fresh. And naglalagay akong cologne bago ko natutulog. Kahit mag-isa lang naman ako sa bahay and wala naman nakakaamoy. Ninuko ang cologne ko. Ninuko na green. So that's my thing. I like smelling really good before sleeping. But so if not for a Zoom call right now, I would have showered at like nine or ten p.m. Um, but also, I have days when I feel sexy, Tito Boy. Like um, the other day, I felt fit because I did Pilates. So um, I was wearing short shorts the whole day. No one would appreciate it. I mean, there's no one here around. But I did. I appreciated it so much. I liked how my legs looked that day. So. Good. <laughs> okay, Bella, what are you eating when no one is watching? Um, oh, I pick out. Um, I had cereals today for breakfast and for lunch. 
I am an eternal child when it comes to food. Anything comforting is my thing. Um, I had lamb for parang early dinner. I like to snack a lot, but I also love vegetables a lot. Like it's it's a good balance. Who are you with when no one is watching? I am comfortably with myself when no one is watching. What are you doing when no one is watching? Oh, I binge watch everything all day. I also like to read um, mostly in the mornings and in the afternoons. But really, pag yung para pinaka unproductive time of my life, I just like watching series on Netflix. Bella, who are you when no one is watching? Oh, I'm just me. I'm not as interesting as you think. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Thank you, Bella. Thank, Thank you, you Tito much. Boy. You know, I, I want people to hear this, Tito Boy, but like out of the few people, and in a pandemic, you'll realize who is really looking out for you. You have checked on me yeah. more times than some of, some of my relatives have. So thank you, Tito Boy. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it makes me feel valued. And I mean, you being one of my mentors, it's, it's such a nice feeling that, you know, you check up on me. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still just a fan girl and you're my idol. So thank you, Tito Boy. I love the message about us, you being many. Uh, for people not to be afraid, you can be a director, you can be an actor, you can be a daughter, mm-hmm. you can be a girlfriend. We can't be many. This is a, an old poem by Walt Whitman, and I think in the 17th century, Song of Myself. So uh, we have been told many times just to focus on what we think we are good at. I, what, I, what I heard from Bella today is do not be afraid to be many. Do not be afraid to be the best daughter, to be the best actor. And uh, I will go to your metaphor of the morning. Do not be afraid of that journey. It's, you know, you wake up, it's a fantastic day. You go through the day only for you to realize that we can't go to the malls. But that's okay. It's okay because this too shall pass. And there's so many realizations we have have for ourselves uh, because the pandemic is still on. We don't know when this virus is going to go. But yes, life is finite. You know, uh, nalaman natin ito, napaka-klaro ngayong pandemic na ito. And I like it uh, when people are strong enough to say, yes, let's be kinder, let's be better, let's be more compassionate because we are all going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a wonderful excuse for us to, you know, to be kinder, to be better, to be the best people that we can be. So to everyone out there who is eavesdropping, if you find a little time, ask the question. And you may just find the answer wherever you are. Who am I when no one is watching? Thank you. And uh, be kind. Be blessed. Make it on a proud. Goodbye for now.